Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. All right, so what we're going to be doing next is looking at some really subtle but super effective things that you can do in your playing, and it has to do with phrasing and it has to do with feel. Okay, this isn't really something that you can just practice like, you know, as an exercise or a scale or something like that. This really requires some time and some patience to be able to execute it effectively. But I'm going to show you kind of what I got here. And what I did was I just built this little idea using, uh, I'm using a G major chord, B minor, C, and D. Okay, so when this starts, what I'm doing is I'm going up into the 7th and 10th positions here, to 7th and 10th fret, I should say, and I'm just playing the G major scale for the most part. Now, I'm going to be adding some subtle elements around it, which I normally do, um, but for the most part, I'm playing in G major or E minor, depending on how you want to look at this, sitting in this position. But I'm not really thinking of it as playing like... Like that kind of movement. What I'm really trying to do is respond to the chords as they're happening using a, a particular technique, which is what I want to talk to you about today. Okay? So what we're going to be doing here is I'm going to be taking this uh, position, and when the G chord is being played, I'm visualizing the G chord sitting right here at the uh, 7, 8, and 7. Okay? So I'm using the D shape all the way up here, which is making a G chord. So when that G chord is being played, what I'm doing is I'm bending up, which is becoming the seven right here, which is part of that chord. See that? It's becoming the note B, which if you know your theory, that's the third of the G chord. And if you don't, don't worry about it, but that's what's happening. Okay? Now the good stuff is next. We go to the B minor chord, and what I'm going to do here is I'm going to try and target the seventh of the chord to create a B minor seven. So I'm going to the 10th fret, which is where I was. I'm just bringing the bend back down. And if I combine the B minor and that, co that note right there, I'm getting this nice B minor 7 sound. So I'm bending that up. A double pump, I call it, where I'm bending it up twice. And then I'm going... Now again, you don't have to do every my technique exactly. You'll have the tab for this anyway, but that's the big thing there is that next little step. So I do this bend. I wind up hitting that that seventh sound, that dominant seven. But here's the thing: instead of just staying there, which I could do, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to kind of you know ride off into the sunset, so to speak. After I play that note that I want. I'm going to do this little subtle slide and a pull-off, and then I'm done. It just sort of fades away. So what I'm doing there is I'm playing 10, and I'm sliding up to the 11, which is not part of the scale. It's just a subtle element that I can add in. And then I'm doing a pull-off to 8. And when I do that, that pull-off, I, I just want to be done. I don't want to go and make it a big deal. I just I just want to leave. So I've got... And then I've got 
See what I mean? So you heard the 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 uh, the seventh, and then I just throw this little thing in as kind of a tag at the end. Okay. Then we go to the C chord. Now, if I think about it, I've got a C chord sitting right here. So this is the third of that chord, the major third. And again, if you don't know what the major third is, don't worry about it. But that's what I'm going to right there. It's part of my scale and it's part of that chord. But when I go to it, I'm going to do the same technique where I'm sliding up a half step, coming back and doing that pull off again. So now over the C chord, I'm targeting a note of my chord and I'm doing that again. Okay. Now I could always do a hammer on back to resolve it, but half the fun of this is, is you're not resolving it. It's just kind of ending. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. See? And then we move to the D chord. Okay. Now the D chord, I've got a D chord sitting right here. Now this requires you to know your arpeggios or your cage chording system. And again, that's, I'm sure, there's a lesson somewhere on that in, in all of these lessons that I do. I certainly have courses and stuff on that. But I've got a D chord sitting right here. So I know that this is my target note. So what I like to do here is it'd be a reverse style. Okay? So this is the note that fits this. I'm just moving down to the fourth string just to show you another example. Okay? But I might do this. I might move up here to this note right here. And see, when I do that little thing now, it's resolving to a note of the chord. So that's where I might hit a hammer on back up to leave. You see? So again, instead of just resolving and calling it a day because everything is fitting nicely, you don't do that. You, you purposely try and leave things sort of askew. So the G I'm setting up for sure. That's just hardcore playing right over a G. And then here comes that B minor. C. And then D. Okay. Now, I'd be doing these probably spread out more within the context of a solo instead of them all being right at the same time like this. But maybe not, right? It all depends. There's a million different approaches. I just want you to be aware of this because it's a great technique instead of always just going, okay, so here's G, so I'm going to go... Okay, here's B minor. C... And you're just creating this really obvious melody, which you could do. But the nice thing about this is you could be more subtle about it when you play your, your note that goes to G. You pull off or you do something. 
Again, now I'm playing in a little bit different position, so it's going to work differently. So B comes up. So maybe I do go to this note, which is part of the B minor. But I do that. You see? And then C comes up. And we went here. So I would totally do that there. And then D. Now, that doesn't really work there. You see, you got to be careful because you still got to be in context of the scale that you're playing, right? So when that D chord comes up, I can't just, I just, I just can't keep doing that all over the place. I've, I'm, you'll notice I'm kind of sitting in this, this one position here, kind of making this work, and and it works great for me. Okay, so I could, if if I knew this D chord was coming, that's the note I'm trying to target. I'd leave again, or maybe I'd do it up here. There's my D. See. And I really like the sound of an, uh, a ninth or a second anyway. There's my D. So this note's referred to as the ninth of the second. So that's a nice one for me. I'd probably play it, do my little hammer on, and then go back to that ninth. I just like the sound of that. I think it's creative anyway. So my G. B minor. Uh, we did this. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking about the new one that we just we just played. So I have G, B minor. Okay, so I'd have to stay there and then leave after a little while. If I just go, I haven't established myself at all. So it's nice to go and then right before you're ready to go or after you've left this note kind of hanging for a little while, that's when you want to take off. You see? And then C comes up. See? D. So I could go. Now that one is opposite. So it isn't this note that I'm trying to make important. I want to get to this and then leave. You see? So if we go back to the first one that I played, the original concept, I went like this which is, again, full-on G, but then here, there's the note I want. There's that minor, or the, the seventh, excuse me, dominant seven. And then I leave, okay? And then C comes up. This note right here. So again, I'm doing my slide, and then I'm going off to something. Okay, and then D comes up. I'm. This one's the opposite one, because I'm actually moving to what I want, and then I'm trying to get away from it. You see? So there's lots of really great things that you can do to shake it up. So let me play that again here. Let me pull this back up for you. Here we go. Here it comes. Now this one's going to be opposite. So at the end, I leave. You see? So it's just a really cool way of approaching your soloing to do something that's a little bit different. And it just, again, adds so much. For me, and you've probably heard me talk about this a million times, but for me, what makes all of this really tick is the fact that you're able to... How should I say this? You know your scale, okay? Or whatever it is, your arpeggios or whatever it is that you're working with but you're really trying to focus in on 
making a connection with the chords, the notes that you're playing, the notes that you're emphasizing with that. And this is just a step further from that, which is trying to learn to make things sound a little more musical and guitaristic, not just right, but sounds engaging and, you know, human and organic and all these kinds of things. That's what you start trying to get used to on the next level. So I think this is going to be a really good one for you to practice. Just uh, give it a try, see what you think of it, and uh, and let me know your thoughts. Practice hard, stay positive, and keep going, okay? Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, and we're going to talk about all of those things today, just so sometimes you can kind of leave the normalcy of practice of, you know, speed and technique and finger exercises and all those kind of things and understand the, the real power that you have within the context of the dynamics that you can add, whether you're playing chords or whether you're, you're soloing. So in this case, what I'm doing is I'm just playing in C sharp minor here, uh, which is the same as E major. What I want you to notice is that I've got a little bit of reverb on and I've got a little bit of delay. Now I really like that because what it does is it enables me to play less and still have uh, an element of music happening. Um, I, I usually keep my volumes low enough to where when I'm playing, it doesn't get washed out by the reverb or the delay. So if I'm playing something. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.